friends, welcome to Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just play nuts. I'm out of my mind for the sake of God. If I'm in my right mind, it's for your sake. Second Corinthians 5.13. I love that scripture. Anyway, we're uh, starting a new book today. Um, today and Thursday. Today we're starting First Corinthians. We may have to finish in Thursday of First Corinthians. And then um, Thursday uh, will be um, uh, Colossians. So we just finished up Philippians. We just finished up John. We're going to be in Isaiah a while longer, Proverbs a while longer. So these are the two books, New Testament. We're looking forward. Corinthians is just interesting. Paul wrote a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff in Corinthians. They had a lot of issues, very immature and things like that. So Paul had to do a lot of correcting, so much so he had to write a whole second book to him. So, but it's stuff that deals the plagues the whole church, you know. So, so God doesn't have these people, hasn't, hasn't, didn't have the apostles and such writing these things for nothing. Because he knew that these would be the kind of problems we deal with. So keep that in mind, you know. No judgmentalism toward the Corinthians and stuff. Hey. You know, they're just going through what they're going through. You know, we we all got something that's burdening us. <laughs> they're all falling short somewhere. Mm. I just got done polishing on my truck. And, whew, I'm a little tired, but I forgot my water in the truck, so I'm drinking my unsweetened tea, my caffeine source. So that should keep me awake. So if, if all of a sudden it's like, <clears throat> oh, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and jump right on in. Um, and we're going to try and get to chapter 2 today, you know, make it to the end of chapter 1. We'll see how much we got to dig and dig and dig. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes. So it was God's will that he'd be an apostle. And that's why he was converted on the Damascus Road. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy together with all those everywhere everywhere who call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Wasn't that good? So, uh, let's, let's break that down just a touch. The church of God in Christ, to those sanctified, we're sanctified in Christ Jesus, we're set apart, we're sanctified, and we're called to be holy. We're set apart, we're sanctified, called to be holy, um, and to all those everywhere who call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and theirs. So we're sanctified, set apart and we call upon his name man good stuff huh and what does paul wish for us grace and peace grace and peace to you from god our father and from the lord jesus christ isn't that awesome grace and peace grace is his power peace is just peace amen um thanksgiving uh, verse four i always give thank i always thank god for you because of his grace given to you in christ jesus so he always thanked God for them. Isn't that cool? Don't you hope there's a few people in your life who always thank God for you? I got a few, and I always thank God for those people. Amen. And because of the grace given uh, in Jesus Christ. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. So we've been enriched. We've been enriched. We have been enriched. We're, again, this isn't just for the Corinthians. This is for all of us reading this. We have been enriched in all, in, in every way, in all of our speaking, in all of our knowledge, because our to, uh, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you, man. In Jesus, man. In Jesus, we're enriched in every way, in all our speaking and all our knowledge. Isn't that awesome? We have everything in Christ, everything in Jesus Christ, everything's in him. Amen. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. 
These guys had problems, but they flowed in the gifts. Isn't that amazing? You can have problems and flow in the gifts. Isn't that awesome? Um, and we're waiting for Jesus to be revealed. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We rejoice in his coming. We love his appearing. Amen. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, he will keep you strong. He makes us strong. He's the one that makes us strong. To the end, he will keep you. He who, Jesus, will keep you strong to the end. Man. If you're having a bad day, get up and say, Lord, make me strong again. And he fills you with his strength again. So that you will be blameless. He keeps us strong, so we'll be blameless on his day when he returns. We want to be blameless like Job. That's not sinless perfection. That's a heart that's blameless. That's totally in love with Christ. Totally in love with the Father. Totally in love with the Holy Spirit. A blameless heart. A blameless heart isn't a perfect heart. It's a heart just aimed at God. It's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I mean, that's what Job had. He had a blameless heart. Even though God corrects him at the end of the book, he said to the three guys, you know, Job is blameless, you know, and you better offer sacrifice so I don't punish you the way I should punish you. And you get Job to pray for you. (laughs) Job was blameless. And we can be blameless too. Amen. And we want to be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus. Amen. God who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, is faithful. Man. God's faithful. He's going to keep us. He's going to get us to the other side of this thing. Amen and amen. God who has called you into fellowship. Think about this. Listen to this. God who has called you into fellowship with his son. Who has called us into fellowship with his son? God has. The Father has. He's the one that calls us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? That's that call in your heart. Josh, Jack, Mark. Come fellowship with my son. Come on, I'm drawing you. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Oh, so good. Amen. Verse 10. Divisions in the church. Here we go. Here we the dicey dicey starts quick. Amen. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus, that all of you agree with one another, so that be may be no divisions among you, that you may be made perfectly united in mind and thought. So again, it, um, and Paul wanted no divisions among them so they'd be perfectly united in mind and thought. He wanted them to be of one mind, one heart. And I've got people in my life that I'm one mind and one heart with. And you do too. And that's what he wanted for this church. I wanted them to be one mind, one mind and one heart. So there may be no divisions among you. may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Amen. And unity is everything to God. Amen. Everything. Unity is so important. Amen. Um, let's continue on. Uh, verse 11. My brother, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. <laughs> See? This is a real book. It's some from Chloe. My brother, some from Chloe's household. So someone from Chloe's household ratted these guys out and said, hey, man, there's quarrels. Hey, Paul, these guys are quarreling. You need to address that. Paul wrote this letter to help address the quarrels. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paulus. I follow Paul. Another says, I follow Paulus. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Man, you know, they were picking their favorite guy, you know. Uh, Paul was their favorite guy. Oh, we follow Paul. We ain't following Peter. We follow Paul. We're not following following Paul. We follow Apollos. It was dividing the church up. It's foolishness. And, uh, and, And Paul didn't want any division in the church. It was just nonsense. 
And Paul says this in verse 13, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Whew, heavy stuff. <laughs> you don't be baptized in any name but Jesus. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. So Paul, it wasn't about baptism for Paul, you know. Uh, he, again, were you baptized in the name of Paul? I'm, thank, I'm thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Christmas. So he's saying, look, you know, don't, don't be saying, you know, Paul's the one that baptized me, so I'm following Paul. No, amen. Uh, verse, verse 17, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied by its power. Isn't it interesting that people take baptism and they fulfill this verse by emptying the cross, uh, emptying the cross of its power through baptism? Paul said, look, now baptism is important. Baptism is an outward sign. Baptism is a witness. Baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Baptism is important. But the true baptism is First Corinthians 10.13. We're baptized by one spirit into one body. We're not, our physical baptism doesn't save us. First Corinthians 10, let me go over to it. This is important because people, there's wars fought over baptism. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. No, or 13. Uh, I'm not going to find it. I have to look it up. But there's a verse that says, each of us is baptized by one spirit into one body. When you put faith in Christ for salvation, the spirit baptizes you automatically into Christ. That's when the baptism is, by the spirit into Christ. So, so Paul, did, um, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be empowered. So if baptism was for salvation, for Christ did not send me to baptize. Now, wait a minute. If baptism is for salvation, of course, Paul was sent to baptize. But baptism is not for water. Baptism is not for salvation. Otherwise, then why didn't Christ send Paul to baptize? Water baptize. Because it's not salvational. But to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest a cross be emptied of its power. When you believe in the cross plus baptism, the cross plus this, the cross plus that, then you're emptying the cross of its power. You're putting the, you're putting the emphasis on the thing that's outside of the cross. You're putting the emphasis on baptism, not the cross. It's all by the Spirit. We enter the kingdom by the Spirit. The cross on the thief on the cross entered the kingdom through the Spirit when he said, uh, "You know, when, don't forget me when you enter into your kingdom." Something like that. And Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise. Why? Because he, ex he exhibited faith towards Christ and he was immediately by the Spirit baptized into Christ who hadn't even died yet. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And Jesus said, you're with me in paradise, man. You put faith in me. He's the first guy saved. But Jesus wasn't even dead yet and resurrected from the dead. Isn't that, isn't that cool? He, he, a guy was saved through Jesus before his even death, burial, and resurrection. I mean, it all took place during the death, burial, and resurrection, of course, because he was, he did die and was resurrected. But Jesus told him, you're saved, dude. You're going with me to paradise today. Isn't that cool? So again, don't, don't empty the cross of its power. You empty the cross of its power by adding something to the cross. That's why Paul said, I didn't come to baptize. No, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross be empty of its power. Man. Don't add anything to the cross. It's faith in what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. Faith and repentance. You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. 
But we can add, in the physical, we can't add anything to the cross. Nothing can be added to the cross. So important. First Corinthians 12, 13. Hold on, I think I remembered it now. 12, 13. Okay, here it is. Now, this is proof. Mark this down. You should remember this. You should write this down. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. We were all given the one spirit to drink. See that? We were all baptized by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, into one body, the body of Christ, whether Jews or Greeks or slave or free. You, you are baptized in the body of Christ the moment you exercise faith in Christ. The moment you say, I believe, I receive it. I'm a sinner, I need you. Like the thief on the cross. Amen. First Corinthians 12, 13. Proof positive, it's not water baptism. It's the baptism by the Spirit. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues here. It's a whole different talk show. This is what happens to you when you exercise faith in Christ. The Spirit of God baptizes you into Christ. That's why... You can't believe water baptism for salvation. People in the desert where there is not enough water to be immersed in. There's people on their deathbeds who can't be baptized. It's not about the water baptism. It's about about um, about exercising faith in Christ. He's the one that saves you. Faith is what saves you. The only thing that pleases God. Let's continue on. <laughs> I didn't mean to diatribe on that, but there are small wars fought over water baptism. And it's right here out of the scripture. Paul wasn't sent to baptize. That means it's not salvational. Simple. I was he already was already was said I was I was sent to baptize as I preached the gospel. He would have said something like that. No, he said I wasn't sent to baptize. Which means it's not salvational. Continuing on. Again, didn't mean to diatribe there, but this is important. It's important to see proof positive why it isn't water baptism. Uh, Christ, the wisdom and power of God. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God for it is written. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate. Isn't that great? Does this... Does this fit our, the age we're living in here where it says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. It, look at those people in Washington. And I'm not saying Democrat, Republican. I'm saying in general, look at those people in Washington. Look at these world leaders. Look at the, the people around the world, you know, behind the scenes trying to manage everything. God says, I'm going to destroy those people's wisdom. I'm going to frustrate their intelligence. These people think there's so much. They're all that in a bag of chips. Not to God, they're not. Not to God. Again, for the message of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. The cross is the power of God to save us. Our faith in what Jesus did on the cross, his blood shed on the cross is what saves us. But the, the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligence, who people who say, oh, I don't need no cross. I don't need, that's foolish. The cross is foolish to those who are perishing. These wise and intelligent people are perishing because the cross is foolishness to them. Oh, what do I need the cross for, man? That's for, that's for people who are weak. They got to have, they got to have a crutch. Yeah, I need a crutch. His name is Jesus. Thank you very much. I can't save myself. Continuing on, where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Man, has he ever made foolish the wisdom of the world? Amen. For since the wisdom of, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. 
We're saved by the foolishness of what's preached. When he says foolishness of what's preached, it's foolish in the minds of the wizards. It's foolish to the wise man, to the scholar, to the philosopher. God has made foolish the wisdom of this world. To those people, again, we're saved by the foolishness. They look at the cross. The wise, the scholarly, the philosophers, they look at the cross as foolishness. And we're saved by that foolishness. Isn't cool? Isn't God so counterintuitive? Okay, you think that's foolishness? That's how I'm going to save people. You, what you think is foolish to cross for Christ? That's how I'm going to save my people. Isn't God awesome? I love God. How can you not love God? It's so cool. Amen. And, and the foolishness, which priests to save those who believe, we believe in Jesus. We believe in that cross. We believe in that blood. We believe in his ascension and we believe in his resurrection from the dead. We believe that we need to repent and turn to him. Amen. Jews demand miraculous sign and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Jesus Christ crucified. Three words you should always remember. Jesus Christ crucified. That's what it's all about. Jesus Christ and him crucified. But we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. Amen. Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Amen. You just want to shout. Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. If you're looking for God's power, you're looking for his wisdom, go to Jesus. Yeah, so good. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. (laughs) God's foolishness and his weakness are are more powerful than all man's strength and intelligence. <laughs> Brothers, think of what you were when you called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Yeah, I'm a truck driver. I understand these verses. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. That's right, truck driver. But but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Man, he's, cho- he's chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Isn't that cool? Amen. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong man. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. The things that are not are nullifying the things that are. The 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 lowly the lowly the lowly things the despised things the things that are not to nullify the things the lowly despised and things that are not. The lowly things, the despised things, the things that are not are just, are nullifying the things that are. This world is being nullified by God. When he returns and puts, sets his foot on Mount Olives, the book of Revelation, Zechariah, man, when he touches down, man, he's going to nullify all this nonsense on the earth. Nullify the garbage. Amen. Uh, let's see. To each so that oh, so that no one may boast again to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast from it's God doing the work. God chose it's Him that chose the lowly, Him that chose the despised, Him that chose the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast. We we don't get to boast before Him. He's the one doing the choosing. He's the one doing the nullifying through all of these things. We're just the beneficiaries of of just walking with Him in it. You know, we're, we're walking with him in Christ. We're just we're just watching him do what he does through the Spirit. It's amazing. Amen. 
It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. God. It is because of him. It is because of God the Father. Him is God. It's because of God the Father that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. It's because of God, because of the Father. We're in Christ. And that Christ, that Jesus, has become for us God's wisdom. That is our righteousness. He's our wisdom. He's our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Jesus is everything. Everything. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast. If you're going to boast in anything, boast in the Lord. Man, you see what you see me making these videos? It's because of Jesus I can make these videos. You hear in this podcast? It's because of Jesus I can make this podcast. It's because of the Holy Spirit living in me through Jesus. Man, anything you've got, anything you are, anything that you're going to become is I'm talking about in righteousness in Christ, you know, I'm not talking about the world here. In Christ, anything that you are is because of Christ. All of it. Um, Isaiah 26, 12. I love this. I tell you, 26, 12 lines up with this perfectly. Everything that we have accomplished, God has done for us. And how? In Christ. Everything that we have accomplished, God has done for us. How? In Christ. Jesus is everything. God put everything into his son when he sent him to the earth. Everything. And he's exalted his word, which is Jesus, above his own name. The name of Jesus has been exalted above God's own name. Isn't that awesome? It's in Psalm somewhere. God has exalted his word above his name. And Jesus is the word made flesh. It's all about Christ. It's all about Jesus. Man. You get Jesus, you get everything. You lose Jesus, you lose everything. That's why there's no other name in which we must be saved. He's the only one. I'm the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I'm, I know I'm diatribing out. I'm losing my mind here. But man, it's all about Christ. I can see Corinthians. It's going to be a blast. I'm lucky I made it through a whole chapter. I cannot believe I made it through a chapter as much diatribing as I did today. And so those of you who don't like my diatribe, and I apologize, but this stuff lights my heart on fire. It lights my hair on fire if I had a See, I had hair, put, lit it on fire, it's gone. <laughs> By the grace of God, I have no scars. <laughs> anyway, love you, love you, can't get enough of you tomorrow. Uh, Revelation Wednesday, rock, rock, rock. Chapter 19, wedding supper of the Lamb, baby. I think Armageddon battle, too, if I'm not mistaken. Big day tomorrow. Wedding supper. Getting married to Jesus tomorrow, kids. <laughs> love you, love you. Can't get enough of you, man. You rock. Why? Because of Jesus. 